0: In a time that is volatile. Join us. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. And I'm really delighted this morning because an amazing lawyer who I've interviewed on the show from Kentucky, Lisa Wang, she reached out to me after we did her interview. And she said, Deb, I really, really strongly feel that you should interview a young man that I've got to know. So let me introduce you to Joseph Franklin. And let me tell you a little bit about him. If you ask him, if he likes what he does, his answer is he absolutely loves what he does. He's an engager. He's a consultant and he empowers people. There's no other way to put it. Joseph helps people find career positions that enable them to advance in life. And in his own words, it really pumps him up. He's an overzealous recruiter, striving to get better within his craft each day. And I'm delighted to say he's another young leader, heart-centered leader that I'm so glad to have on the show. So Joseph, welcome to Imperfect.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, your energy is infectious and I'm excited for the interview. So I'm gonna dig right in and start with my first leadership question if you're ready.
1: All right, I'm ready to go.
0: So I know from your history and your amazing LinkedIn profile, you spent six years in the Army National Guard. Would you share with us what led you to the Army and what transferable skills from that period of time, do you feel that you bring to your heart-centered leadership?
1: All right. So what led to, what led me to the army? Um, at the time, I was actually a, a student at Kentucky State University, and um, I was going through a few like turbulent times, like um, as it pertains to just being a student from out of state. And I, I wanted to be able to, um, you know, t- be self-sufficient essentially, um, and, and financially be able to take care of myself while still, you know, working towards. Uh, achieving that degree. And I think that the National Guard presented a great option to be able to do that. And then on top of that, um, you know, I knew I would gain some great leadership skills and just you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really into like novelty as well. So I knew a a new environment would be so um, encouraging. and, And I understood that, you know, being in that area where people have seen so much success would essentially um, just be something that will be highly advantageous for me. So with that, I mean, it was a win-win-win-win-win across the board. I, I, I saw like no downsides uh, to that. And from that, I made the decision to join the military.
0: I love that you have the openness for ebbing and flowing. And I am quite certain that... The leadership that you learned from your superiors and your mentors at that time is serving you well in your recruiting role now. So kudos to you as a young leader.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you. And, and of course, I want to answer the, the last part of your question too. Um, and so um, from the military, um, situational awareness um, is something that I just, like I carry with me every single day now. And that's something that I, I initially started, you know, to understand that when I was a kid playing baseball, but it wasn't nearly as intense as it was in the military when you, your training essentially was so strong and, and had the, um, the vantage point of like your life being at stake if you're not aware of the situations that you're in or, or someone else's life, someone else's, like your battle buddy, the person that you care about. And so situational awareness was heightened and like how that could, how that looks for me today is that, you know, if I, if I have a task that I'm, I'm supposed to complete, then I need to just be able to understand how this task like impacts others on my team. You know, how does this impact someone else, um, like the client that I'm looking to support? All right? If we don't get this done today, it's on a Friday, right? So a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, let's just move into the weekend and just kind of mosey on in. No, no, no. If this doesn't get done today, all right, a lot of times people want to come in on Monday, like being able to like knock out certain goals. So now if this doesn't get complete on Friday, then there's a great chance that it won't get this task won't get completed until Tuesday. And what does that what does that represent? if we're dealing with candidates, we're we're dealing with people with job offers and I'm having to take that to their family, you know, it would be great to get that offer out on a Friday so they can actually have that time to like, you know, connect with their family, understand the decision, as opposed to Monday afternoon getting it and we still want an answer by Tuesday. So the whole aspect of situational awareness was so heightened and um I think that's like the biggest thing that that I was able to like, take from the military. And it's just something that I'm, I'm very proud to have.
0: Well, as a young person, it's tremendously commendable. And I'll tell you what I love the most about your answer is the relatability to people and your ability at such a young age with your heart-centered leadership to put that intrinsic validation in the forefront. So again, kudos to you. I know the training from different professionals that I've spoke to in the military and just the enrichment of all the transferable skills that you bring to now your recruiting position. So very exciting and it'll be be fun to sit and watch your journey as you progress forward in your career and and see where you're going to go. So my next question is, Joseph, what imperfections do you bring to your heart-centered leadership?
1: Yeah, I just feel like I'm a walking embodiment of imperfection, like all caps, you know, and <laughs> and so um, just like different things, like something small, but it, it's big to me as I'm speaking, you know, I've I've, I've actually taken Toastmaster um, Well, I've been in Toastmaster sessions. So, you know, you have the grammarian that counts your filler words, right? So like, oh, that's an imperfection. You're going to get a ton of filler words from me. Um, sometimes like my statements are very passion led. So um, often like I'm speaking with so much emotion that this, the, the, the structure of the actual message doesn't flow if you're just reading it like on a transcript level but if you're in person you feel it um, and as far as like being able to just be very vulnerable as you know Brene Brown um, is is high on like vulnerability and, and and she assesses it excuse me she states that it's essentially courage and and I've never thought about me being like vulnerable and 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 and, and so courageous, but like I'm a guy that I, I'll tell you how I feel, and um, I didn't I never understood how impactful that would be um, in the professional space because so many people wear the mask, so many people essentially feel like they have to, um, you know, take on this persona that they're really not, in. and it, and and it's so deflating to them, you know, to be able to be successful on like a, a metric front or on a professional front, but then come home and not feel connected to who they are so I wear the imperfection um you know full-fledged as it pertains to just being highly vulnerable and essentially putting myself out there and just like continue to work to better my skills but say I'm not afraid to hop on a, a podcast with Deborah Crow, knowing that I'll have a couple filler words you know so that's just like the the way that I am that's how I approach life and I really try my hardest to really encourage others to to say that, um, excuse me, encourage others to understand that imperfection is human.
0: Well, I, I love, I love the start of your answer where you said, "I'm a walking imperfection," and then literally laughed out loud. It doesn't get any better <laughs> than that. Like if we can't laugh at ourselves, and you know that failing forward and always having a good mindset, a thriving mindset to be progressive. So good for you for learning that at such a young age, and this segues so beautifully into my next question your your enjoyment for life your fulfillment and overall happiness of working with people tell us where that comes from and did you ever envision yourself through all of your education to be in a recruiting position within the it sector
1: oh man so if if i have to be very candid about that i feel like it started back like watching like the public broad- broadcasting station shows like Mr. Rogers and Barney when I was a kid. Like apparently um, my family, they tell me, they tell me I was like glued to the TV <laughs> when I was a kid. And I just really took that on. But it was like a lot of great shows essentially um, that um, were in like firm contrast to like the area that I grew up in. And so I grew up in Chicago, inner city. Where you know wasn't always it wasn't cool like to be like nice or just like a happy-go-lucky kid, um, but I was always like that guy that wanted to encourage people. Um, I was always that guy that you know wanted to celebrate other success. Um, I always preferred to do things with people as opposed to like do things on my on my own. And um, I just feel like you know my childhood, even like going through some of the things that I've experienced, and and being able to at this juncture just you know call a spade a spade. Like I I, I, I would. I've had some traumatic moments you know that I experienced but like to know that I still could smile on the other side of that like that was um, you know that I think that's like the the most empowering piece of like my life Um, so it you know for me um, it all started in my childhood and just being able to like smile even after the tears you know um, smile even after the disdain or or look myself in the mirror and, and not necessarily love what I see but like like I can smile because I feel like I'm going to get there, you know. And um, as it pertains, like, to me and my job, um, I I understand that I think what makes me, you know, special in that space is that I'm just really able to support people as, like, at the baseline as a human being. Like, yes, we can go into uh, career, you know, workshops. Like, I can be a career advisor. I can help you with the resume. I can help you, you know, work out different things with the language on it um, and, and make yourself more marketable. But, you know, I just can... I think at the baseline, I'm just helping people as like, as a human being. And um, I, I never saw that coming. I had no clue that I would be <laughs> working in the technology sector or working in recruitment. Um, it wasn't like on my list, right? It wasn't like top 10. Like, yeah, I had no clue, but um, I had a fraternity brother that, that worked at the, the organization, and he referred me, and I really I, – I was like – I was driven to like the um, – like the unpredictability of, of things and like, you know, the whole aspect of chaos, like I'm, I'm like into all of that. Um, and I was like, this is, a, this is a space where I can really um, make an impact and really just growing like my skills as well. Like, so you'll hear me say a lot of like compound things, but I believe in just trying to like get as many wins as possible when you make a decision. Um, they call that like a force multiplier in the military, right? Um, you know, like how can you achieve so many goals um, with like one, with one move? And um, I, when I made the move to work as a technology recruiter, I feel like that helped me achieve so many goals as a human being.
0: Joseph, you are so wise beyond your words. I, I want to thank you for the vulnerability to say there's always a smile after the tears, which shows me that your parents, maybe your grandparents, really fostered and taught you the importance of gratitude and the force multiplier term. I think that's been completely. Transformed into who you are as a person and just your positive outlook for everything that you do, whether it's work related or or in your personal life so thank you for sharing such a a person a personal feeling and and giving us a little insight into your upbringing and I certainly think it's it's unfolded quite well for you
1: oh thank you thank you I appreciate that a ton and yes, my family has been has been huge there. Absolutely.
0: Now, my last question for the leadership questions, is there someone that you hold in high regard, high esteem? And could you tell us who that person may be and if you were ever able to really receive and be fostered in a mentorship way? Mm.
1: Yeah, so there are so many. there's so many. So like, um, let, let me, let me ask a question f- to you before I answer. Um, it, what, what take would you like? Would you like the, the personal take or like professional?
0: You can give us both because I'm, I'm happy to know that you've got two in, in both capacities. So share with us both.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, as it pertains to like, uh, like personally, I, I do want to just make sure I'm, I'm giving this out as, as far as like, giving you more insight as to like, you know, who I am and like how I got this way. So I, you know, I had fun with the, the PBS comment because like, I think that's, I think that's like the the power of programming and, and putting like the content out there. Um, but um, my grandmother is someone I just hold in, you know, high regard. So when I, when I think about like pioneer is like, um, I have recently just started to understand that my grandmother um, is a pioneer um, and that being, she worked at Nabisco for 48 and a half years um, and was able to be a homeowner um, on the south side of Chicago um, back in like 1967, where there were like less than like 2% of home loans going out to, you know, blacks in the country at that time. And I, I, I hadn't like thought about it as such until I watched like a piece of content last week. And I'm like, goodness, like that, that my grandmother is like a pioneer. and And, and she used to do things like go to work, you know, like 14 days straight, 21 days straight, 28. And then she'll come in and, and, you know, she'll just like count out the number <laughs> and you know what that indicated. And so like, as far as like, you know, unofficial mentorship, um, I've been able to get a ton through her in the sense of, um, just being able to follow things through, um, being able to showcase like, all right, how, what work ethic can get you. Um, and amidst it all. Like, you know, if there's, if there's a doubt in your mind about, you know, um, like people essentially, like getting validated from others, um, there's still work that can be done where you can reap the value, um, whether it be from a company or whether it be from a a support group, you know, so she just let me know to keep going and keep working, you know, and not just seek out like validation from like that one source. And so like the areas where maybe she didn't feel great, she knew she can go into work and make an impact there and what that could do for her family. And so I, I really, I, my grandmother has been like my unofficial mentor uh, when it comes to that. And as far as like on a professional front, um, there's um, an individual uh, named Mike Powers. Um, I got to give him a shout out. Um, he's another veteran um, here in Kentucky. Um, he, I think he had a few, I think three tours um, and served as a pilot, but he also, is like a program manager for inclusion and diversity for, on the veteran space. Um, this individual has been like someone that can, um, like he's like, I'm often like the only like black guy in rooms, like I'm, I'm just so accustomed to it, right? Um, he's the kind of guy that would be like the only white male sitting at a table and, and firmly immersed into conversations, firmly immersed into dialogue. He, he challenges me on like different readings. Like he introduced me to Brene Brown. Um, he introduced me to like the Heath brothers. Um, he introduced me, he takes me actual places like to different conferences. So I've been to different conferences um, on the inclusion and diversity space. Oh, excuse me. And we, we say um, we put inclusion and diversity. We put the inclusion, to action before um, the diversity at our company. So that's why I'm, I'm saying inclusion and diversity. So I just wanted to put that out there. But um, that, that's been an individual that um, Mike Powers has been an individual. I've, I've been able to like get um, amazing mentorship from. Uh, throughout the years and um, i just feel like he's helped really steer um, me on a path of of success where i could still be like like uniquely me which i individuality is so important to me even as a, even as a, a teammate i'm a, i'm i'm so community driven i'm so big on together everyone achieves more however however <laughs> i feel we all have like unique gifts and we all have like something that we bring to this lifetime that you know that only us can you know um like manifest or only us can like we can only um be the one to showcase uh what it is and so individuality is so important to me even as you're you know comprising a team and mike has firmly catered to like that for me as he's mentored me throughout the throughout this time i've been in my career path
0: well thank you for sharing both perspectives because i also had an irish nana who left lots of remnants of her belief system, her core values. And it's so heartfelt to hear you speak of your grandma and knowing the pioneer that she was and just all the things that she's been able to teach you. And I think for me, it's so wonderful to ask a young person and right away you already have someone in your life in a mentor on a professional level who's already made an imprint and an impression on you that you're carrying forward and putting into your heart-centered leadership. So well done, Joseph. Again, I'm gonna say it, you are so wise beyond your young years. It's, it's just refreshing to see that uh, I'm talking to someone in the millennial generation and, and your outlook and your attitude and your gratitude practice are gonna take you so far. So again, well done.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that.
0: So we're going to switch gears now because I know you've listened to the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to ask you my fab four. Are you ready?
1: I, I, I am ready.
0: Okay. As a young professional, how would you describe 2020 in one word? Memorable. Share one of your goals and or dreams with us.
1: Yeah, I want to be a pioneer in the human capital management space. So if I could be as lofty as possible, right, like, and just go, like, just over the top. (laughs) Like, how could I put forth energy as if I were, like, to, like, win a Nobel Prize as it pertains to, like, helping people, like, land career opportunities that showcase their unique gifts? And that's, that's, that's essentially what I want to do. Like I, I don't even know if that's like even feasible, but I want to put forth that type of energy, um, as if you know we can really showcase the type of value that everyone brings to this world, and we can find ways where they can create access for opportunity and create um, financial. Um, they can you know uh, create finance financial progress by being able to leverage their skills and their talents.
0: So being an older person. And hearing that from you, I am a connector of people. And just in that response, I already know two people I'm going to connect you with today
1: (laughs) on (laughs) LinkedIn.
0: Do you see the beauty of communication?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: If you have clarity and you know what your goals and your dreams are, your aspirations, whatever you want to call them, you never know who someone else knows in their network and networking is so powerful. So I'm making a note to introduce you to two specific people. And again, shout out to Lisa Lang for bringing you and I together, or this interview wouldn't even be happening today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm going to give her a call right after I get off here.
0: (laughs) So my next question is, if you had to sit down the 16-year-old Joseph, what would you say to him?
1: <laughs> It'd be so much. But the the biggest thing, right, the biggest thing is um, <laughs> breathe, learn how to breathe like that. That sounds so like elementary. But like when I think about all the anxiety that I was going through, how well, I just, you know, felt like I, you know, I, I was so misunderstood and no one like would you know sit down and, and connect with me. And I had all these ideas, like I, I was just so charged up. Um, so even when I joined the military, I, I, I struggled at shooting because like my breathing was off. So that was the first time I had learned like, all right, just work on your breathing techniques to be able to like to process your thoughts, right? And, and, and gather your bearings and like be able to deliver sound messages, you know? So um, I would just simply tell myself to breathe and then I would next tell myself to to journal, right? So like start writing down these ideas, like get these things, and not just like a um, area where you, they're just written. Um, like try to like make this like try to build like some type of continuity with it, so you can firmly reflect on your life. So as I'm turning thirty two next week, and I can come back, you know, sixteen years and see like all right, what was I thinking at this time, like and. What was I on to? What were the challenges? All right, how would I go about this at this juncture of my life? So two things definitely. One on like the physical front, which is just breathing. And then one um, more on the cognitive level, uh, but m- very tactical as well. Um, start to journal your 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 ideas in a, in a, in a pretty coherent manner.
0: Well, I'm going to say I'm a yoga teacher, so love the strategy for breathing. Five deep breaths solve 99% of our problems at any given time. Right. <laughs> and on a cognitive, emotional level, journaling is great. It's, it's the clarity to all. So again, well done. Two great strategies. My last question is, what do you want your legacy to be, Joseph?
1: Hmm. All right. So I want people to understand that like stress and fun are not like mutually exclusive. Um so I I love to have fun. You'll always see me with a smile on my face. But sometimes I can run into a very like stressful situation. Like I'm 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 really big into like the aspect of the chaos theory, right? Like I'm I'm jumping into it. Like I'm I want to understand like the um the constraints. I want to understand um, you know things that um, inhibit progress and at times I, I, I was like sacrificed a little bit of my well-being to really be able to understand it so it's not that I'm just doing it like because I, I want to be a martyr or anything of that nature no 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 I just feel like I don't I don't want to just look at something and then say assess it without really understanding um, what that space really is defined by and, and like the, the makeup of it. So my legacy, I want, I want people to understand that I'm having fun even when I'm problem solving at a high level and it could be highly stressful. Um, so to be, a, to be a complex problem solver and a guy that have fun every step of the way is, is what I want my, my legacy to be.
0: Well, I think you're well on your way to that legacy and you're an impressionable young man and I want to thank you for your time and your expertise you you've got a new friend here in Canada and nah, thank you thank you I'm uh, I'm excited to watch your journey as you progress in life and in your career and I have a couple people I'm going to introduce you to and uh happy to have a front row seat to watch all of your success Joseph
1: thank you so much um, I appreciate that a ton and I'll continue to listen in to the podcast and if there's anyone that I feel that you want to meet, you know, I'll, I'll be sure to share them with you as well.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's all about how we can help each other. We rise and lift together.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: I like to end my podcast with five things that I think are helpful to allow us to live a purposeful life. Follow your heart have passion, do your best, know your truth, and always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you once again for joining me on Imperfect, the heart-centered leadership podcast.